This is a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of CKNW. Well, hello and happy St. Patrick's Day. Welcome to the program. I'm Sterling Fox. And in just a few moments, doctors Ron Zokel and Faraj Eder from BC Perio will join us with an update from the fast-moving world of dentistry. And I'm not kidding here. Dental technology is moving at a pace that sometimes leaves patients completely surprised. And our guests will talk about all the latest innovations. And we look forward to your calls, too. But first, here are some of the top consumer stories we're following this week. And we begin with a major recall from Ford this week. Ford is recalling nearly 1.4 million mid-size cars in North America because steering wheel bolts can detach from the steering column and drivers can lose control. Most of the cars affected are in the States. The rest, about 100,000 cars, are either here in Canada or in Mexico. And if you're thinking, hey, wasn't there a Hyundai steering wheel recall on this show last week? You're right. The models included in the Ford recall this week are certain Ford Fusion and Lincoln MKS models from 2014 through 2018, and the company says it knows of two crashes and one injury caused by the problem. Dealers will replace the steering wheel bolts and install a patch to prevent further loosening. Owners will be notified by mail the week of April 30th. The big travelers news story broke yesterday with a joint announcement by B.C. and Washington State to spend a little more money on a study about high-speed rail transit between Vancouver, Seattle, and Portland. B.C. and Washington will come up with a million five to develop a business model for the line. The total cost estimated to be somewhere between 24 and $42 billion, and it's not likely to be in place for at least 10 years, if ever. But there has to be a start somewhere, and this week we saw that happen. 400 kilometers per hour with seven stops along the route will see passengers ride to Seattle from Vancouver in under an hour and on to Portland in another 40 minutes. An impromptu poll online involving thousands of participants so far has over 95% approval for the project. And while we're talking about polls and feedback, Transport Canada is very interested in how you feel about mandatory car seats for kids on commercial flights. The rules for babies and toddlers under two now are either you hold the child on your lap for the entire flight or you buy an extra seat for your kid. The concern is seatbelts on planes are not suited for little flyers at all. They're for grown-ups. And as for the holding the child on your lap option, regulators are convinced it's a generally unsafe practice and note there have been fatalities. Transport Canada already recommends car seats be used during flights, saying they are the safest. But the agency also recognizes that if they make kids' cars seats mandatory, many people who don't buy that extra seat for their kids will have to do so, and that expense may become an impediment. If you go to the Transport Canada website, which is tc.gc.ca, you can easily find the Mandating Child Restraint page, and they're very interested in your feedback on this issue. The public consultation phase is open right through April 30th. Last month, we told you about 
TD changing its rules and forbidding credit card customers from using their plastic to buy cryptocurrencies like Bitcoin. Well, now you could add the Bank of Montreal to that growing list. BMO says it will no longer allow customers to use their MasterCard-branded debit or credit cards to buy Bitcoin or any other type of cryptocurrency. The decision not only follows TD here in Canada, but also by many U.S. banks to disallow their customers from buying Bitcoin on credit cards as well. You know, it's kind of hard to watch TV, especially late-night TV, without seeing one of those buy-one-get-one-free offers. Now the Federal Trade Commission down in the States is mailing out to more than 200,000 people refund checks worth a total of over $7 million to people who bought products, including the Snuggy sleeve blanket. Remember the Snuggy? How about the Magic Mesh Door, which the agency says were deceptively sold as Buy one, get one free. Customers who purchase the products marketed by All Star Marketing will receive checks averaging of just under $35, the FTC said this week. A 2015 settlement barred the marketing company from making misleading claims and imposed a monetary judgment of over $7 million to provide refunds to customers. The New York Attorney General, who, General rather, who filed a similar action against All Star, is assisting with the refunds. Now, the marketing company insists it has now changed its policy and messaging to consumers. The FTC says the ads were confusing and misleading and not all costs were identified so many customers had to pay more than they expected so do the math here if the average refund check is just under 35 bucks and the total fine is well over seven million dollars that company ripped off a lot of people this time at least somebody got caught finally and now they're paying up Those are some of the top consumer stories we're following this week. We'll look at a few more later in the show. And producer Ben Dooley has a reminder about National Password Day later on as well on Dooley Noted. Coming right up, your calls to Drs. Ron Zokel and Faraj Eder from BC Perio, where they specialize in giving people their smiles back. Stay with us. This is Vancouver Consumer on 980 CKNW. And welcome back to the program this St. Patrick's Day Saturday afternoon. A beautiful one it is. It's 2.14. I'm Sterling Fox. Welcoming to the studio Drs. Ron Zokel and Faraj Eder from BC Perio Dental Health and Implant Centers in Vancouver and Coquitlam. Dr. Ron Zokel, hello. Good afternoon, Sterling. It's good to to see you again. again. And Dr. Faraj Eder, this is your very second appearance with us. You're a recent uh, addition to the uh, professional group at BC Perio, and you've been there a few months so welcome back to the airwaves of cknw farage thank you sterling it's great to be back Uh, it's good to have you with us now when we spoke to you and met you for the very first time back in the fall you'd only literally been with bc perio a matter of days now that you've had a few months to sort of uh, acclimatize yourself and and get into the mix how's it going it's going amazingly well um i'm having a great time there it's actually better than i would have expected it's just such a great environment for me to be there in terms of all the different perspectives, having so many different specialists and so many different ways of doing things. So that's been very valuable for me, um, starting off my professional career. Indeed. What is your specialty? What, uh, what, what, what do you call yourself? I mean, besides a dentist? Yeah, so my specialty is in prosthodontics, so that makes me a prosthodontist. And what is that? What and do you do? What that means is um, I spent three additional years of specialized training in prosthetic dentistry. 
and that focuses on reconstructing people's smiles and their mastication in general to give them back function, to give them back aesthetics, and more importantly, to maintain the teeth that they have and their oral health in general. So that's that's what I focus on when it comes to prosthetic dentistry. Okay. Now, Dr. Ron, the other uh, specialty that your colleague, Dr. Bobby Birdie, also enjoys is, is periodontics. What's the difference between what Dr. Edder does with prosthodontics and what Dr. Birdie does as a periodontist? Uh, prosthodontics involves prosthetics, if you will, and that is uh, artificial materials, not natural teeth, but things that you replace these, so crowns on teeth and, and rebuilding the structure that you use to chew. Periodontics, on the other hand, deals with that stuff in and around that part, that the tooth and the root of the tooth, the gums, the bone, things like that, and keeping those tissues as healthy as possible. Okay, and um, uh, the other component to uh, an outfit like BC Perio uh, with prosthodontics and periodontics clearly is oral surgery because uh, that would be the other part of getting the job done. Or, Dr. Edder, does a periodontist also perform oral surgical procedures as well? That that is possible. So periodontists do a lot of... um oral surgery procedures, it very much depends on what the surgical procedure being done is. So when it comes to um, maintaining teeth and surgical procedures to maintain the periodontal structures around teeth, a periodontist um, is very capable of doing so. And when it, when it comes to dental implants as well, periodontists and oral surgeons are trained to do that. Um, an oral surgeon focuses also on the more complex surgical aspects. So complex extractions and, and, and complex reconstructions surgically and, and that sort of thing. So there is a fine difference between periodontists and oral surgeons, but there's a lot of overlap as well. I'm sure. Now, Dr. Ron, you and I have talked many times on this program about something that you call all on four. Uh, teeth in one day is, is the sort of commercial version of that. In a teeth in one day procedure, do, do all three, do all three uh, specialties become involved? If you're having implants put into your mouth and, and your old stuff removed, uh, I guess obviously oral surgery is part of that, but does a periodontist and a prosthodontist get involved in the implant process? It would be considered most frequent that when you have a team of dentists, if you have one dentist who's surgically trained, it's usually a periodontist and occasionally an oral surgeon that will do the actual surgical procedure and a prosthodontist that will do the prosthetic services. On the other hand, when we talk about all on four teeth in one day, those all have to be done in a single day. So if you have a team such as we have at BC Perio where we have both periodontists and oral surgeons, excuse me, periodontists and prosthodontists, then all of that can be done at the same day. If they are in different offices, it usually it's spread over a longer period of time. But what we do is that we do the surgical procedures in the morning and make a conversion of teeth to fit on those implants, and then the laboratory takes over and over a period of an hour and a half to two hours, refines the prosthesis, and then those that prosthesis, that prosthetic device, the teeth that go on the implants are inserted, so people come in without and end up with a full set of teeth fixed on implants the same day. And that it's baffling still to an awful lot of people, <laughs> the fact that that can happen all in the, in, in the, in the, pros, in the part of an eight-hour workday. And, and to many dentists as well, Sterling. Oh, I'm sure. <laughs> now, I'm go- Dr. Edder, I'm, I'm going back to what I said at the beginning of the show. Dental technology is moving at a pace that sometimes leaves patients completely surprised, and our guests will talk all about the latest innovations. And one of the innovations that really has sped up the process is something you do at 
BC Perio Dental Health and Implant Centers, and that's you have an in-house capability of producing prosthetics. You don't have to do that thing where you you do the uh, you you get the the mushy stuff on the on the plates in your mouth and that and eventually that gets pried out of your face that gets sent off to some unknown subcontractor and you come back a week or so later and voila the next step in the process takes place this all can happen in house in a matter of an hour or two absolutely and uh, that's a huge benefit of being at BC Perio it's that we've got what I'd say probably the most advanced digital technology that's out there when it comes to helping patients um, reconstruct their smiles. And as you said, the fact that we've got a in-house lab um, with uh, Angus Berry as our lab technician, right. he does a great job in communicating, and it makes things so much easier in terms of communication as well. But then there's also, I think what you mentioned in terms of getting rid of that mushy impression material. Mm-hmm. It's those intraoral scanners. So instead of having to take those impressions where we put the goop in the mouth right. and wait for it to harden and so on, right. we can use an intraoral scanner to just take a quick video of the teeth and uh, it gives us the same information. So no goop necessary anymore? No goop necessary, Well, that's, yeah. that's a relief. Yeah. That's messy stuff, especially once it hardens, because then they have to get it out. <laughs> <laughs> so all of that is, is passe now. Yeah, and uh, it's it's still required in some cases, but that gives us the ability to choose the best technology, let's say, for that specific situation. But I'd say the vast majority of cases, we can now go completely digital and uh, use those intraoral scanners instead of the conventional impression material we used to use. Right, and Dr. Ron, the advantage that you have with this technology at your fingertips is precise fitting. Because uh, you can you can really trim and tailor exactly to that custom fitting that person's mouth. Because even if you do send the uh, the appliance out to be prepared by a secondary contractor, it's not going to come back as perfectly, even as the goop that hardened and said it should come back as. Well, there's a lot of truth to what you say there. In fact, what we know is that is that the, all the myri- myriad numbers of little procedures that you do that we used to do with that goop and the laboratory procedures there were degrees of errors that were in the laboratory process itself which right. are eliminated by virtue of the digital scan and when we do it so everything is a lot more accurate and and I think it was I, we put in about 10 crowns for a patient this past week where uh, what we rarely see it happened here we put all the teeth in all the margins fit perfectly all the contact areas between the teeth and and the relationship of the teeth all fit dead perfectly, and the bite was 100%. I had to touch nothing. Mm-hmm. And therefore, something that would have probably took an hour and a half to two hours to fit and refine and adjust and modify took me about 35 minutes to put in it, and the result was dead perfect. And I, it's a wonderful thing when you've had the experience that I've had over the years to to have that type of a situation happen where very little has to be done and you achieve such a high level of results. Interesting stuff. And of course, and it's all about precision, isn't it? Because if you're these, you were talking about your, your, your chewing ability. One of the things, Farage, Dr. Edder, that you do is uh, as uh, in your specialty, as you described earlier, is, is return functionality to the bite. Because a lot of people, when you start to lose your teeth at a certain age or just by accident or whatever, um, uh, Sometimes the repair job uh, isn't as precise as it should be, and you lose your ability to chew properly. It seems so human fundamental, but it does. That ability does go away for some people, doesn't it? 
For sure. And restoring that, what we call occlusion, and occlusion is the bite and how the teeth come together, in addition to um, people's ability to function the way they used to, is probably one of the most important aspects of reconstruction. So in addition to the aesthetics and the cosmetics and, and the ability to talk and so on, people want to be able to use the teeth yeah. that they get. Yeah. So, and, and again, that's back to this teeth in one day thing. And this is the part, Dr. Ron, that you and I have had this discussion before. You say, and you're not going to go have a, a steak necessarily uh, an hour <laughs> after you get your implants installed, but it is certainly possible on that first day to go home and have a reasonable meal, a normal sort of human thing without having to, you know, chew your way through a, a, a wall kind of thing. You have to be reasonable about it. But this didn't used to be possible for days. No, you're absolutely right. And uh, up, up until a few years ago, we were always delaying the placement of the teeth. But we found that the deterioration of gum and bone around the implants was increased. By putting teeth on the same day as you put the implants in, we have reduced the deterioration of the tissues around that and then increase the quality of bone around the implants itself. And as mm-hmm. far as eating, I've been asked that question though, where the patient says, can I go out and have a steak today? I said, sure, but be sure you blend it. Okay. Yeah, right, right, right. <laughs> Give yourself a bit of a break here. Exactly. Now, you talked about cosmetics, Dr. Redder, uh, and uh, I'm curious because it's Dental Health and Implant Center. That's what BC Perio describes itself as. So where does cosmetic dentistry, for example, crowns, Dr. Ron mentioned crowns right at the beginning of the conversation, are veneers still something that uh, cosmetic dental people do, and is it something that you do at BC Perio? Yeah, we do. And um, so the dental dental implants are used generally to restore missing teeth. Right. There's also the aspect of reconstructing teeth that are still there but can be improved for aesthetic reasons or, like we talked about, for functionality. And that's where crowns, bridges, veneers come into play. Um, and a huge aspect of any reconstruction is the aesthetic aspect to it all because um, regaining functionality is important, but then there's also the aesthetic aspect that allows someone to regain their confidence with their smile. So that's where the cosmetic aspect of dentistry is important. And uh, what percentage of, of the work that you do at BC Perio, Dr. Edder, is is in that cosmetic area as opposed to the, uh, the, the vital area of restoring a person's ability to chew, for crying out loud? Mm-hmm. For myself personally, I'd yeah. say it's probably distributed 50-50. So a lot of it is uh, restoring implants that right. have been placed by Dr. Zokol or Dr. Birdie or the periodontists that are involved with us uh, in the practice. And then the other half would probably be more cosmetic restorative work that we do. Okay. Is there a a, a particular sort of uh, typical age of a a person who comes to BC Perio, Dr. Zokol, especially as uh, Dr. Redder has just described, one seeking more cosmetic restorative work rather than in dire need of some urgent dental surgery or that sort of thing? Well, we have two types of people that come in, one who, patients who've listen to us, for example, on this radio show and would like an opinion as to where they stand. The other group of people are referred by other dentists. So the people that are referred by other dentists are referring people who are more advanced in their level of deterioration, okay. be it periodontally or structurally, uh, requiring the services of both periodontists and the prosthodontist. 
So we, we see all of them for that matter. So I, I think it would be a fairly even distribution between the advanced deterioration referred by other dentists and people who come in having learned of our skills and what we provide in services. But it isn't necessary to become uh, to be uh, to go and look for that second opinion at BC Perio. It isn't necessary to have a referral from a dentist in order to make an appointment, is it? That's correct. And as I say, a lot of people who hear us on the radio here will come in and ask about where they stand, and we provide that service free of charge. And uh, when we do so, it doesn't come with an obligation to proceed with treatment. Uh, The first and most important obligation we have is to let them know. We first determine what the issues are, and we help them understand what their issues are, and then they have a a better foundation by which to make a decision as to where they want to go in their treatment. Contact information, by the way, is uh, if you, should you uh, require that second opinion or maybe just like to sit down and talk to a pro about getting your smile back. All of the contact information for both the Vancouver and Coquitlam offices of BC Perio Dental Health and Implant Centers is on their website, which is BC Perio. That's P-E-R-I-O, bcperio.ca. Let's open up the phone lines, Andrew and Ben, 604-280-9898. We'll take some calls to our guests. Brad's already on the line. We're back with more on modern dentistry with the pros from bc perio after the news sterling fox with you this saint patrick's day saturday afternoon coming up to 235 in studio doctors ron zokel and faraj edner edder rather from bc perio dental health and implant centers one of them at 777 west broadway the other at 1175 johnson street in coquitlam obviously the west broadway location is in vancouver uh dr ron zokel uh, we're just talking during the break oh the phone lines are open brad we'll get to you in just one quick second the number if you'd like to join the conversation if you have questions for our dental guests lines are wide open to you at 604-280-9898 dr ron zoko leaves on monday for a multi-week trip that is involving appearing and making presentations uh, to a number of groups around the world literally around the world beginning in dubai next week you were just in the middle east you were in tehran a few months ago you popular guy you're back out on the road again (laughs) teaching dentists in other countries the techniques that are employed daily at bc perio oh i'm blessed it's a wonderful opportunity for me it is a fantastic sounding trip too you must uh, give us a a blow-by-blow description when you get back i would be happy to (laughs) let's take some phone calls here brad thank you so much for waiting good afternoon sir oh go ahead brad yes hey i was born with my uh, left front tooth sort of crossed over this is a way back in 1940-something. Okay. And the, um, the, my mom told me that my, the, the dentist back then, he said, well, I, maybe I should take a, one of your teeth out to make it grow in naturally, you know? Mm-hmm. But it's always been crossed, and I've never got it, got it fixed, you know? So is the, is the question, is it too late? Is it too late? What? I'm 76 years old. I turned 76 two years, two days ago. And I'm just wondering, uh, you know, like I've always wanted to get, because it, when I'm eating and all, that makes me feel, you know, like weird. It makes mm-hmm. my, my teeth, they're not sort of, and that left front tooth is sort of crossed over. And 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 the the dentist back then in 1942 never used to do that. All right, well, let me leave it, just leave it there for a second, Brad. And first of all, belated happy birthday a couple of days late. Oh. Now, Dr. Ron, it's never too late, is it? No, it is never too late. And what you're looking for is likely either going to fall into the orthodontic or prosthodontic fields. To be considered, a lot has to do with the degree of the overlap you're talking about. 
And while it might be a little bit more difficult to uh, arrange a, uh, an orthodontic result in your late 80s or mid 80s, 70s. Uh, He's just 76. Excuse me. I apologize. Sorry, Brad. Brad, Not trying to age him any more than you're already heading there. In any case, uh, it'd be worthy to take a consult. I I think whatever makes you feel better about the quality of life should be something to consider. You weigh the pros and cons and the risks and and make a determination of where you want to go. But you need the information to help you out. And somebody like Dr. Etter as a prosthodontist would weigh the possibility of doing it without orthodontics. And then, of course, if he feels that that it needs the orthodontic consult, uh, that would certainly be something that you might consider. Right. And of course, uh, Brad uh, was telling us he was back in the 40s when he was a little kid. Dentistry wasn't a terribly sophisticated practice at that point. It was pretty fundamental, wasn't it? Well, that's right. There's been a lot of growth and advancement, both in orthodontics and prosthodontics and surgery. So the advancements have been dramatic and things that we couldn't do back then, we are certainly capable of doing today. So and as, as for Brad and wanting to maybe get that all important second opinion, where do I stand? What's it going to cost me? Uh, how long is it going to take? Is it going to hurt like hell? What's going on? That, that, that conversation uh, doesn't co- isn't going to cost him anything, no, is and, it? And that's quite right. And there's a lot of things to consider. And if if you're in your mid-70s and you've lasted all your adult life with teeth crossed over a little bit and it's kind of been developed as part of your personality who you are, if they're healthy and stable, you got to ask yourself, what are the benefits of actually doing something like that, but for the fact that it gives you an emotional benefit? Right. But there's also a risk factor as you cut teeth down or shift them around. So that, it, re- it deserves a consultation. The dentist said to me that I had a narrow palate. Yes. A narrow palate. Right, you know, yeah. When I was born. You know, and maybe that cro- cro- you know, made my teeth cross. I don't know. All right. Well, it sounds, Brad, like you'd be a prime candidate to sit down, particularly with Dr. Etter, uh, given that that's his area of specialization. Uh, and uh, a, a, a brief conversation with a dental professional isn't going to cost you anything. And then you would at least have the peace of mind. And Faraj, you do this all the time. People come to you and go, look at my mouth. I need this fixed. Is it possible? And, and then you go, well, yes. Uh, and then sometimes, as Dr. Ron indicated moments ago, if it's fine and it's working for you, sometimes the advice is, no, I maybe should just leave it alone, right? It's, it's, it's case by case, isn't it? For sure. And I think Dr. Zokul mentioned this. It's um, the main the main aspect of these consultations are informing the patient right. of what the possibilities are. And a lot of time we find that that changes a lot because um, a lot of times people are unsure of what we can or can't do. So that's where the consultation really clarifies things and lets them know that these are your options. This is what's possible. This is how we can move forward. Uh, Brad, if you have access to a computer or certainly someone in your life does, check out bcperio.ca. That's P-E-R-I-O, bcperio.ca. That's the uh, BC Perio Dental Health and Implant Center website. Tons of useful information on the site, plus all the phone numbers and the email addresses. And you can set yourself up for a a, a free consultation that will give you at least the peace of mind uh, and maybe just allow you to sleep a little better at night, knowing, well, I talked to a pro and here's what they said, and now I can live with myself one way or the other. So there you go. 604-280-9898. If you have a question for our dental guests this afternoon, 604-280-9898. We'll just get to Ivan in a second. Dr. Rader, you, you talked briefly uh, a moment ago uh, about 
the the because I was asking Dr. Ron about uh, the the sort of a profile of a typical patient who comes in. And during the news break, you mentioned to me that these days there are uh, there's a whole new cohort of patients interested in perhaps not getting implants. Sort of a proactive approach. Let's get this thing fixed and maintained so it doesn't have to come to implants at some future date. That would involve, uh, it seems at least, a much younger person. Definitely. And um, like we said, dental implants are used to restore missing teeth. Usually teeth are missing because something caused them to go bad and had to be gone. So one of our objectives is to raise awareness to move people towards maintaining their teeth. And uh, like you mentioned, maintaining them, and that requires education. It requires a certain sense of awareness as to what we can do to take responsibility for our oral health. Right. Okay. And and again, uh, this is uh, probably a smart move by a lot of these people who uh, may, uh, in your because you speak to a lot of them, have many of them been referred by uh, their own family dentist going, you know, if you want to take this to the next level and make sure you're never a candidate for, for implants, this is maybe a little beyond what I can do in my office. You should go see the pros downtown. Definitely. And um, family dentists in general, they'll do a great job maintaining teeth. Right. Um, we, we get a lot of patients referred to us uh, from dentists when, it, when patients are at a stage where they don't necessarily need to have teeth removed and get implants placed, but they're in a position where they, there's been, to some extent, damage to their existing dentition, um, and it requires a more complex reconstruction to save what's already there. And that's where we get involved in terms of referrals from dentists. Okay. But again, just to repeat, Dr. Zokol, that it is not a requirement for any individual to have a referral from his or her family dentist in order to get an appointment at BC Perio, you can just pick up the phone and book yourself in. You don't need a note from your doctor. That's right. Okay, just just double-checking on that. Back to the phones in Chilliwack this time. Ivan, good afternoon. Good afternoon. Yeah, well, maybe you can help me or know anybody, anybody that can. I had some dental work, some fillings done in the fall of last year. And ever since I got the fillings, I've been grinding my teeth. You've been grinding? And uh-huh. Constantly. And uh, I went back to the dentist, and uh, they fitted me with a partial plastic thing for my bottom lower teeth. And now I've worn through. It sort of works for that, but I still grind that. And now I've worn through that plastic impression that I got. Is there any cure for this, or is there anything, is, is something wrong with me, or what? First of all, I know Dr. Etter, is, this is his skill set especially, uh, but I'll, I'll make these comments. First of all, you had these fillings done. The probability is of it after you had these fillings done. It's unfortunate. Yeah, you're breaking up. Hello? Yep. Yeah, you're breaking up there. Okay. On your phone line. I see. So I apologize. So uh, it's, a, it's a habit that's developed as a result of things that occurred previously. So you had this condition over a long, long period of time. It's unlikely it developed. You just became aware of it when you had the fillings done. And you had a little piece to help the bite of your upper and lower teeth together to minimize the damage done. And you're working that down. And you're destroying it rather than your tooth structure itself. So, right so the the rehabilitation of that, uh, 
is is usually related to refining your bike to the point where the f- excessive forces you place are, do not overly damage the teeth. You're always going to wear them down to some degree, but you just won't want the excessive forces to kill the teeth, if you will. Ivan, if I can just uh, jump in for a second and ask Dr. Edder, the uh, the device that after the fillings were done, uh, he started by uh, grinding his teeth. So his dentist put this plastic insert in over the filling area. Are you familiar no, with this? No, not, this? On, not over the filling area. The fillings were on my top. Oh, I see. Okay, on your bottom teeth. And they put them on my bottom. Opposite where the fillings they were. I an impression, and I got a plastic, a light plastic thing for my bottom. Are you familiar with this process? Yeah, what it sounds like is um, it's, it's a night guard that can be worn typically because what it sounds like is that um, what you're experiencing are what we call parafunctional habits. And what that means is our teeth um, come together, sometimes nocturnally, so something that happens while you're sleeping, and at other times it can be during the day, and that's when we grind our teeth Mm. or clench our teeth. And the purpose of this night guard, which can be made to fit on the upper teeth or it can fit on the lower teeth, is to protect the teeth so that any grinding forces are are damaging the plastic rather than your actual tooth structure. So when you say you've worn through that night guard since then, that's typically a good thing because if that night guard wasn't there all of those forces all of those destructive forces would be on the teeth rather than the night guard so what's but, ivan's remedy does he have to just keep replacing the night guard or is there another possibility uh, not necessarily so that's where we take a look at a few different factors okay so ivan com- you listening here Yes, I'm listening. Okay. Yeah, we take a look at a few different factors, and that involves the joints and involves the muscles related to the joints and the teeth. And it also involves, uh, as Dr. Zokol mentioned, the relationship between the upper and the lower teeth, and that's the occlusion. So we take a look, we take a look at a few things and see if there's anything um, outside of what we'd consider to be ideal. If that can be corrected, then we do so, which in some cases can reduce those parafunctional habits. However, if it is something that's just due to, uh, like I said, something you do at night, then the solution for that is to protect the teeth as best as we can, and that's what the night guard's for. Okay. So, Thank you. Thank you. Uh, I, Ivan, thanks very much for your call. I, I hope that uh, uh, provides some. So uh, the, the dentist did the right thing. He saved his teeth. And I, I don't imagine, even though there was a, a fitting involved and all the rest of it, I don't imagine those night guards are, are terribly expensive, are they? Um, not not in comparison to what it would cost to uh, restore teeth that right. have been destroyed exactly. due to these parafunctional yeah. habits. Now, one of the things is um, there there are different types of night guards. So there's different materials that are used, and that might be something that can be considered. So in some cases, when a softer material is used, it actually increases our tendency to want to bite down and clench our teeth, just because mm-hmm. we feel like there's something soft and you know s- something we can chew on. Um, so for particular patients like that, we might try to use a different material, a harder acrylic, and that might, um, that might give a different sensation and reduce those, those tendencies for clenching our teeth and grinding them together. I remember a story not too long ago, Dr. Zokol, uh, a young couple uh, got married and uh, thought they knew each other pretty well, but a few months into the marriage, uh, the wife discovers her husband is a grinder. He grinds his teeth while he's sleeping, and it started to 
grind her to bits. She would just she couldn't sleep. It woke her up. It was it, putting a lot of stress on the relationship and so on. So uh, finally, he was sent off to the dentist to get rid of the grinding of the teeth thing. What what is what causes that? And what can a dentist do about it? Is it psychological? Is it physical or a combination? Well, it, it, this is a very interesting area. Uh, one of the things that has been alluded to, and that is some aspect of sleep apnea, because one of the things that we have found out is that when we clench our teeth, we actually open up our airway, our pharyngeal airway, to improve the flow of air. Ah. So it is now thought, We're trying to help ourselves breathe. Sure. The, okay. One of the thoughts that are there, for babies, for example, if they have any type of sleep apnea, they, you'll hear that your child grinding in their infant, when they're infants, and you can drive you nuts. Mm-hmm. See, why is my child grinding their teeth? There's no stress in his life or her life. Sure. <laughs> so so uh, that's one of the things that we are thinking, maybe an etiology of the the grinding factor. The other is stress-related and how you manifest your stress. And if you have a very stressful life, you might be manifesting manifesting that stress through muscular activity that involves the jaws. And that would be then clenching and parafunctional habits, as Dr. Etter mentioned. The, uh, is the remedy typically those night guards that we talked about with our previous caller? I don't know if it's a remedy. It doesn't stop the grinding, but right. it reduces the, the damage noise. that's done and sometimes the noise. <laughs> and one of the things she, I've said to she my... She was pretty cute and pretty funny, <laughs> but it drove her bats. Yeah, and one of the things I've said to my patients, uh, I said uh, one of the most important things you can do if you want to stay out of the dental office and avoid a lot of expenses is prevent your teeth from ever touching again for the rest of your life. Now, that sounds like a very glib statement, but the point is, is that if you can keep your teeth apart and learn to relax your jaw muscles, which is biofeedback more than anything else. If you can do that, it's going to save you massive dollars in the dental office. Interesting stuff. One more phone call here while we still have time. Gerd, thanks for waiting. Good afternoon. Hi. Uh, I hear the commercials that you can have an implant in a day. Is that common, or is that a special situation? I ask that question every time these guys come to visit, Gerd, because I find it difficult to believe, just as you do, but they say it can happen pretty commonly these days. Routinely in our office. Not necessarily routine everywhere else, because it it does take the knowledge of both uh, surgery and prosthetics to affect that result. It takes a team, in other words, Gerd. You've got to have the right group of people able to perform all of the functions in sequence uh, in a very short period of time. Yeah, but it's very doable. The, the reason I had the question is, uh, I've got an engineering background. To, to me, I thought uh, the little bit of research that uh, when uh, the implant is put in, it, the bone needs to ossify around it. Is that That's correct. Is it anchored solidly when you put it in? Let me help you just a little bit more on that. What the bone has to do is is attach itself or come against around the implant so it it grabs the implant and makes it more tolerant to force. The important key is that when the implant is placed, that it doesn't move. And the problem with putting a tooth on it potentially is that if it moves early, you lose it. If it doesn't move, the actual small amount of force that is placed on the implant during its healing process, if it doesn't move, the bone actually becomes stronger and better. Ah, so that's why the this the whole thing with teeth in one day is so effective because you've gotten you've got the process down pretty tight and you know where to place that a little uh, pin that the that the, the tooth sits on. Now, I'm not being very technically accurate here, but please yes. pick it up there if you would. <laughs> okay, the uh, the implant goes in, and what we do in teeth in a day is that we'll put the teeth and we'll splint. If it's multiple implants, then we 
fuse the teeth together so that so that the prosthesis that's sitting on top of the implants is one solid piece. That means that when you put force on uh, the area of of let's say one side or the other, that all the implants tolerate that force and mm. distribute that force through that whole massive implant area. Rather than on just one. And nothing moves at that point. Right. It's like a splint. And as such, if nothing moves, everything heals. Everything heals, doesn't fail. If you have a single tooth, a single implant rather, and you put something on it and the biting force goes up against that one implant, it's more likely to move. But if you have four or five or six implants, it's not likely to move, and that's where our success comes from. Interesting. The, the more, the merrier, so to speak, uh, in terms of the effectiveness of the, of the procedure. So when we do a tooth, teeth in one day, if we're working with one tooth, we take it out of function so you don't put any force on it. Okay. It's aesthetically there, and it's helping form the tissues, but we don't put any force on it. Interesting stuff. Uh, remember, friends, that uh, a consultation with the pros at BC Perio is a complimentary process, and you get a chance at least to find out what's going on in your mouth. Uh, maybe you've already heard some some diagnostic stuff from your own dentists, and uh, well, you're looking for a second opinion. Uh, give them a call in Vancouver. It's eight seven two zero two 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 with the obligatory six zero four up front. Same six zero four in front of nine three six eighty two forty four. That's the Coquitlam office. If you didn't get a chance to memorize them. No harm, no foul. It's all on the website. BCPerio, P-E-R-I-O dot C-A. BCPerio Dental Health and Implant Centers. Dr. Faraj Eder, good to see you again. Thanks for coming by. Don't uh, make this your last visit. Come see us again. Great seeing you, definitely. I had so much fun last time I had to come again, so well, I appreciate you'll see me that. again for sure. Well, and and it's, it's really good to see you uh, integrating so successfully into this team. It's such a good team. And a little, a little younger blood, Ron, never hurts at all, now does it? Hey? Excellent. Just Excellent addition to the BC Perio team. And bon voyage to you, my friend, as you head off for three weeks of uh, educational presentations to dentists around the world, you lucky guy. <laughs> Thank you. And remember, bcperio.ca, all the information for BC Perio Dental Health and Implant Centers. Back with more Vancouver Consumer after this. AM. And once again, our thanks to Drs. Ron Zokel and Faraj Eder from BC Perio for another very informative visit. And thanks for your calls, too. Next week, we'll have a return visit from the pros at 1% Realty. Time now for Duly Noted, in which Vancouver producer Ben Dooley takes on a Vancouver consumer issue. This week, it's about National Password Day. I'm Ben Dooley, and this is Duly Noted. This past week saw the Better Business Bureau hold their National Password Day. The BBB says by the end of the decade, the average person will have over 200 online accounts that contain sensitive information. That's why it's encouraging people to update their passwords across bank accounts and social networks. Just make sure you choose a strong one and a combination that hasn't been used before, because if someone steals your password, the results could be devastating. A lot of thieves are after banking and credit card information. The past year, my credit card has been hacked uh, a couple of times, so it's, it's, it's happening to everyone. So that's, that's the primary thing I think that they're after. Other times, they're after your uh, lists of information that you have in your social media or all your email lists that you have in your, um, your online email accounts. So again, it's just you know making that change makes it more difficult difficult for them and more time consuming. So it's a good practice to be in. So how do you keep your password strong? Experts suggest using at least eight characters with upper and lowercase letters, numbers, and symbols, 
and avoid using dictionary words or personal information. And if you're the type of person that has problems remembering all your passwords, experts suggest using a password manager because they are heavily encrypted and can keep track of long passwords on countless accounts. I'm Ben Dooley. And that's duly noted. Thanks, Ben. Looking for some family fun activities for spring break? Well, we told you about the Easter train in Stanley Park last week, and of course that's still on. And this week we wanted to remind you the Outdoor Carnival is back at Lansdowne Mall in Richmond. It opened yesterday and runs for 10 days until the 25th. And besides the traditional carnival games and food, there are all sorts of rides, too, including the Scrambler and a Ferris wheel. The carnival runs from noon to 11 p.m. There are all sorts of different ticket options for different ages and budgets. That's at Lansdowne Mall in Richmond. That is our show for today, produced by Ben Dooley with Andrew Ferreira at the controls. We value your feedback, and if you have any thoughts or suggestions for our show, drop us a line and share them with us. The address is sterling at cknw.com. I'm Sterling Fox. Join us again next Saturday at 2 for another edition of Vancouver Consumer on CKNW. The proceeding was a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of CKNW.